What's up, peeps? As always, I'm your host, Lee Benz, and welcome back to the AEW Insider. If you hear a little bit of background noise, it might be because my teen daughter is watching Disney+, Plus, and I don't want to tell her to turn it down, because it's not fair, you know how it goes. On this podcast, I love doing it on Anchor, but I won't front their editing is not that great, so you're going to hear me cough, you're going to hear me do shit like that, because I can't take it out. On YouTube, I can edit it, you know what I mean, tighten it up, what have you. But anyway, let's get to the show. We do have predictions for NXT TakeOver plus Survivor Series. And we have wrestling news and what Jim Cornette's side of his story about that racial comment. But of course, this is the AEW Insider. So let's cover some AEW news first. Kenny Omega talked about one spot in his match with Jon Moxley that he regrets. He said how he underestimated the pain he would adore when he attempted a phoenix splash onto the exposed ring on the floorboards. He said it was one of the worst bumps I've ever taken in my life. I'm telling you. Uh, a lot of people said, whatever, the ring has a spring in it. It's no different than bumping on a mat itself. No, it was terrible. I think when the mat folded over, that's where my hands were, so I couldn't quite get my mat, excuse me, my hands to brace my fall, so pretty much my face took all of it. And if you watch the pay-per-view that night, the same thing happened with Cody. Cody did that dive out of the ring on the stage, couldn't get his hands up in time, both of them busted their heads open. At AEW Dynamite this week, a fan brought a big Suck It Vince sign. And he was like in the third row. Uh, when the thing, when AEW Dynamite's over, the wrestlers always come out and take to the ring and talk to the crowd to thank them. It's really cool, and you get some really good footage if you go if you stay after and record it. Well, Cody came out and he was talking to them, and they put the "Suck It Vince" sign up on the Titantron. Cody seen it and he did respond. He said, "I can't say anything. I think the sign does say it all." And then Cody actually took a selfie with the crowd and with the sign right behind them, which is very awesome. All right, on to some WWEs. Let's get to NXT War Games predictions. That is tonight, to me, I tell you all the time, it's very, very rare that the pay-per-view WWE does is better than NXT the night before. I think it might have happened once since it's been created. This one could do it, though, because NXT is going to be on Survivor Series, so we'll see. But the NXT pre-show, from what I've gathered, is going to be Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Angel Garza. <clears throat> I Trust me, Isaiah Swerve Scott is going to be huge. I followed him on his indies. We were actually at his last match at WrestleMania weekend at WrestleCon in April. The dude is a huge star. They actually might give it to him, but I didn't even notice who Angel Garza was until he was in their uh, breakout tournament. And holy shit, that dude's got charisma, plus he can back it up. I'm going with Garza, even though they'll probably give it to Swerve. On the main show, we do have the Bruiserweight. Pete Dunn versus Damian Priest versus Killian Dane in a triple threat NXT championship number one contender match. The bruiserweight Pete Dunn had the fucking NXT UK title for like three years. He doesn't need it. Damon Priest hasn't been there long enough. And Killian Dane, ever since he left Sanity and got sent back down, they've really, really been pushing him. And his character and what he's been doing is awesome, especially his work that he was doing with Riddle, what have you. So I got to give it to Killian Dane, to be honest. Finn Balor versus Matt Riddle. 
I'm a huge, huge Matt Riddle, Mark. That kid is the truth. And Balor is awesome. He's going to really, really, really shine out. He's back in NXT. But I got to go with Balor. He just returned. There's no way he's going to job it out to Riddle. And plus, I'm hoping he wins it because a member or members of his NXT Bullet Club he's got to be forming come out and help him. Or the OC, something like that. So my pick is Balor. We do have the Men's War Games. It is the Undisputed Era versus Thomas Ciampa, Keith Lee, Dominic Dijovic, and their special other partner. People, of course, wanted to be Triple H. He said he's not doing it. Other people are saying PCM Punk, which isn't going to happen. But I got to go with the Undisputed Era. Even though a lot of these people are going to have big matches tomorrow night, I got to go with Undisputed. Pretty much whenever Undisputed's in a match or any of their peeps, that's who I'm going with. Because I follow all those cats on the independent circuit, and they're all fucking spectacular. It's amazing that WWE actually used their fucking head for once and put them all together. Like, it's an, it's an, it's insane. But my pick is the Undisputed Era. And finally, for NXT TakeOver tonight, we do have the team of Shayna Baszler, which consists of her, Kaylee Ray, Io Shiri, and Bianca Belair, versus the team of Rhea Ripley, which is Ripley, Candice LeRae, Mia Young, and Tegan Knox. On the pod, on the YouTube show, I did pick Shayna Baszler's team, and I got to stick with it. But they're really, really pushing Rhea Ripley big time, which they should be, because that chick is a fucking huge star. So her team will win, but I'm going to go with Team Baszler. And Baszler's going to win it. Well, we'll get to that. All right, so that's my pick. So Baszler's team for the women's uh, uh, match. All right, I'm just rambling now. Survivor Series predictions. We do have champion versus champion versus championship match. It's for the tag. It's not for the tag team belts, but it's a tag team championship match. It is the War Raiders versus the New Day versus the Undisputed Era. Of course, I'm picking the Undisputed Era. We also have like the Intercontinental Champions of all the uh, excuse me divisions. We do have champion AJ Styles. First, newly given IC title, Shinsei Nakamura. Not that he's the new champion, but he's got a new Intercontinental Championship belt that Sammy gave to him Friday night, and that thing's fucking nice. But we do have AJ versus Shinsuke versus Roderick Strong, and I gotta go with my dog, Roddy Strong. We also have Team Raw. Seth Rollins, the captain. Drew McIntyre. Kevin Owens. Ricochet. And Randy Orton. Versus Team SmackDown with their captain, Roman Reigns, Mustafa Ali, Braun Strowman, King Corbin, and Shorty G. Even though I love SmackDown, I always thought SmackDown's a better show, what have you. That Raw squad is so fucking ridiculous, it's not even funny. They lose to SmackDown, that's some bullshit. But I gotta go with Team Raw. We have another female championship match. Even though it's not for the belt, it's female champions. We have Raw champion Becky Lynch, SmackDown champion Bailey versus NXT women's champion Shayna Baszler. I'm going with Baszler for this. I think she's got this in the bag. And after this pay-per-view, she's going to get a main roster push. She'll be back in NXT a couple times to lose her female title. But Baszler's going to win this and she's got to get called up. We also have the WWE Championship match, which is the Beast Incarnate Brock Lesnar versus Rey Mysterio. 
Rey Mysterio is awesome. I'm glad they're giving him little pushes. He's going to have another big match in Mexico, what have you, yada, yada. But there's no way he's beating the fucking beast Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar will win that. And finally, we do have the Universal Championship match, which is The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, versus Daniel Bryan. Now, this match is something I always wanted to see, like, with these two characters right now. But I wish they would have saved it or they do it again at, like, WrestleMania or SummerSlam. Because The Fiend just won that fucking title. He's the hottest thing going on fucking WWE right now. There's no way he's going to lose it already to a major, major awesome competitor like Daniel Bryan. So, unfortunately, Daniel Bryan will lose. The Fiend will retain the title. All right, peeps, I'm rambling on. We're going to take a break real quick. I got some good WWE news. Bruce Pritchard talking about how Randy Savage told Vince he was leaving WWE, plus more. And plus, we got that Cornette, his side of the story. So check us out on all social media, AEW Insider, on Facebook, YouTube, and podcasts, and AEW Insider 1 on Twitter. We'll be right back, peeps. All right, peeps, thanks for coming back. Let's finish up this show. I do got a great WWE Bruce Pritchard story. Like I said, it involves the Bacho Man. Just on a personal note, Bruce Pritchard, I think he's a douche. I mean, when he's drunk anyway. I love Sam Roberts, who does the Jim and Sam show, the Sam Ro- Not Sam Network, the YouTube videos, wrestling interviews. He does the pre-shows on some WWE. Well, we're such a big fan that like two SummerSlams ago, he did a live show from Caroline's in New York City when SummerSlam was in Brooklyn for like four years. So I got my daughter and I tickets. We went to the show. Bruce Pritchett was there fucking pissy drunk, like wasted. He's like 50, he's like 60 something. He's got like a 30 year old girlfriend who is his only and biggest fan. She just claps and cackles at anything he says. He could take a crap on the floor and she would find it absolutely hilarious. It was the worst. But he came out on stage with his tin cup and he was drinking and he was so fucking wasted. He commandeered the whole show and it was just horrible so I really don't like Bruce Pritchard maybe I gotta see him sober what have you regardless of that though he always has amazing stories he's been behind the scenes with WWE and major companies for years so this is one he recently told about Randy Savage leaving WWE He says, I think Randy was a special talent. He had a special bond with Vince at the time that was unique, like Hulk Hogan did. He said Vince had become really close with Randy. So when the phone call came in, I think that it was the first one Randy called he had to get drunk to tell Vince. Vince didn't want to talk to him while he had been drinking and told him to call the next day. Unfortunately, the next day was the morning of Monday Raw that night, and that's when Randy told him that he was going to WCW, and Vince was not happy. He was hurt. Randy had always says, I won't do you like Hogan did. I'll be that guy. I'll be your babe Ruth. I'll always be here. Then out of the blue with no indication on our end, boom, he was gone. So it was pretty, pretty crazy. They said Vince wanted to make Randy an employee of the company, bring him backstage, give him a great job for life, all that. And they trusted each other and and Randy left them. So Vince was really, really hurt and it hurt him. So that's a great story. 
Also, according to a report from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Samoa Joe's recent commentary this Monday night on Raw drew high praise from backstage WWE officials. They really, really loved how him and Jerry the King Lawler worked together. Uh, what you call it? He took Dio Madden's spot because right now Dio Madden's off TV because of the attack angle that Brock Lesnar did a couple weeks ago. So Joe was used in his role this week because Joe was actually recovering from a broken thumb. Uh, it's also noted that Jerry Lawler's return has been well received. The only thing they said to him was, please stop using the dated cultural references. And I have to agree, because I love having him back. They need him as good competition for Shivani and fucking Jim Ross over there in AEW. But when he does tell those old puns and those old jokes, it's just horrible. It makes me cringe. So I understand what they're saying. It has been all over the internet, I even reported it, that Hulk Hogan wants back in the ring. This is what he said and who he wants to fight. I've been talking to Vince, brother. History is very important to me. I can't do the fucking thing the whole time. <laughs> um, I've had a very long career, and part of my career was with a very, very small company and a very gracious lady named Dixie Carter at TMA. I actually had my last match there. That's hard for me to live with, brother. I want my last match to be in the WWE. I've been pushing and negotiating very hard, and I'm getting very, very, very healthy again. I'm in good shape. I'm a little bit under 300 pounds, maybe 295, and I'm getting ready. I'm going to have one little teeny surgery on my back. It'll take a couple months to recover, but I got my eyes focused on WrestleMania, brother. So we'll see. That'd be great to see Hogan. Even though he is a racist cocksucker, man. Since you're a kid, whenever he comes out and that fucking music hits, man, you get punked. And the Hogan versus The Rock, forget about it. I mean, come on. They also asked Hogan who he would like to face in his final match. He says, the one I like to get into the ring with, brother, if I had only one person, it would be Vince McMahon. I'm very sick of his stuff. <laughs> That's hilarious. That would be great. Well, it looks like Brock Lesnar has not changed much backstage. Tyson Fury's brother was recently telling a story about an altercation with Brock. Uh, they, Tyson Fury was there with his brother and his entourage, and there's a guy in his entourage named Tim Allock. He stared at Lesnar backstage, and Brock said, What are you looking at? Tim replied, What do you mean, what am I looking at? What do you want, a fight or something? Come on, then. Nothing happened, of course, but later on, somebody ran to a WWE higher-up and told what Tim said to Brock. So either Brock or Paul or somebody went and straight snitched because he tried pucking somebody out and they didn't back down. Well, I did report that Oni Larkin asked for his WWE slash NXT release. He has been denied the release for now, but he did not take kindly that Triple H addressed it in a recent interview with the media. He said in those types of situations, the promoter and the talent have a private conversation. Not the promoter buried the talent to nationwide TV or social media. So he isn't very happy. And finally, for WWE news, it looks like the NXT... Excuse me, I apologize. It looks like the 205 Live acts finally might drop. WWE usually tapes 205 anymore after SmackDown. They put it on the WWE Network. If you're a fan, you notice it wasn't on last night because they canceled last night's episode. So they've been saying this for months. They're going to break the talent up on all the different rosters, and there will be no more 205. Might be a cruiserweight division, but who knows. All right, on to the new story about Jim Cornette. He is saying that it was all a joke. 
He said some people that live under a rock may have not been bombarded by this, may not actually know what a fucking uproar is about. It was because during the match between Trevor Murdoch and Nick Aldis, I used the joke that I first coined for Big Bubba Rogers. Dick Murdoch is so tough he could strap a bucket of fried chicken on his back and ride a motor scooter across Ethiopia. That's what happened. That's why I broke Twitter again. I told a 30-year-old Ethiopian joke about fucking starvation. So Jim, <laughs> Jim Cornette's pissed. I'm talking to Dave Lagana about it. He said, so right, as I'm trying to digest everything that's going on, the phone rings. It's 8.30 in the morning and it's Dave Lagana. I said, what the fuck is going on here? And he tells me that obviously the all elite wrestling cosplay wrestling fanboy fangirl contingent immediately after the show was over started tweeting about this and creating an uproar like I've been describing my favorite bestiality videos on a fucking live broadcast. She said this was the level of fucking hatred and other people are going. He said, what the fuck are you talking about? It's a joke. We get it. He's told it before 30 fucking years, for the past 30 fucking years. He said what it's really about is hungry people, Big Bubba, or in this case, Trevor Murdoch. So at any rate, Dave is talking all about, well, an apology and a statement when he is needed for this and that. He rambles on, but you get the gist. He got the call from De La Ghana, and he thought it was a bunch of bullshit. He said on the lack of initial reaction from NWA that it was a taped show. He said the show was taped. He said when I said it, the announcer, Joel Golly, was sitting next to me. He didn't clutch his heart or gasp or fall off his chair because I said that. He said also the show had to be produced. It was edited. It was okay for broadcast on YouTube and to the world. Nobody at all had a problem with what the fuck I said. He said when he brought that up to Lagana, Lagana said, oh, I never heard it. We just over looked at which is bullshit but he is right man you guys approved that shit and all that and you put it right on him and finally about him whether he was resigned or he was actually fired he said he didn't get a chance to fire me if he was going to because that's basically when i got wound up i was talking he was listening and i said fuck it it ain't fun anymore you don't want this i don't want this i'm fucking sick of it i'm fucking done and i hung up on him so that's what went down so like I said, well, always in life, I go by the theory, there's always three sides to a story, both sides and the truth. So we got both sides, but we know shit's left out. Who knows? Who fucking cares? All right, peeps, check this out. I will have this video up in a couple hours on YouTube. We're trying to get it done before takeover so they can get my predictions. And I'll uh, check out the channel, man. We got a lot, a lot of videos up there, almost 70 of them. Got Christmas stuff, all that. It's good times. Uh, please show us some support, some love. We've almost been doing this a year, and I love doing it. It's going great. Remember on all podcasting platforms, uh, Facebook and YouTube, it's the AEW Insider. And on Twitter, it's the AEW Insider 1. I will be back with the results or maybe just the Survivor Series show tomorrow. Who knows? But you peeps will be hearing from me. Anyway, as always, I'm your host, Lee Benson. Thank you so much for joining us for the AEW Insider. Ciao, peeps.